Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A. Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch. We stay winning. Oh, man. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh man, oh man, oh man, man, you know I had to. Sometimes I laugh with God about how you can't stop me. I'm as dark as Angel probably, but he still got me. Yeah. I'm getting mine, but still I better live The shit I set aside to make sure that my people getting by Brunch with some guitar royals and my cup is all oil You know it's rare when your niggas will take the fall for you All loyal, so you keep egging me on And we gon' have to crack your shell just to prove to you you ain't hard-boiled mm. Last night I tried some raw oysters Man, that boy growing up quick That boy know he shit That boy singing on every song when he know he can spit That boy manifested it That boy knew it was written That boy did it on purpose That boy know that they shitting on you when they can't get past you You should've followed all my moves You won't realize the after And if I left this shit to chance I would've picked a name like Chance the Rapper Yeah, no offense cause I don't know that nigga I focus on making records and getting bigger just hits, no misses, that's for the married folks Tell them fix my suite up cause I'm coming home I already talking crazy, I was out of town You know they love to pop all that shit when I'm not around But when I'm here, not a sound That'll make me snap, jot it down Go in the booth and lay a body down Know some Somalis that say we got it, wallahi Get us donuts and coffee, we'll wait for him in the lobby And I gotta tell him chill Sprite got me on payroll, let that man live They say okay if you say so, see whatever I say go I play like I'm on Royce, no Conseco, no Oakland A's though Shout out to Beto, I think I'm on my 8th flow Just watch me paint flow, we all do it for the art So I can never hate though, signing off on more deals Than a lawyer with a heavy caseload How the game turn into the Drake show Dog, what the fuck happened to so and so, where did they go? Too worried about bitches in fashion, they go missing in action and then you never notice they missing On some Hunger Games shit, I would die for my district Jennifer Lawrence, you can really get it, yeah I mean for real, girl, you know I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you Yo, this is Chris Williams, a.k.a. C. Will And tonight, tonight, we recording this episode very late I don't even know what fucking episode number I'm on But I have one of the most special guests I've had on here you know, partner in crime from the old episodes that we used to go for opinionated facts. I have my man, my homie, Jonathan Muhammad. What's good, bro? How you feeling? Doing good, bro. I'm feeling real good, man. How you feeling? Man, I'm doing great. How shit been pushing for you? How everything been going? These sports, I know shit been crazy, NBA and all that shit. How has yeah. it been? What have you been seeing? I know the Suns just lost to the Bucks and Six and Lo and behold, I put on wax on this uh, fucking show that the Suns was going to win in six on my last episode. But what did you see, like, as far as the finals? How, how did you even feel about it? What's some takes that you seen? Um, let me know what you thought. I thought that after, you know, after watching the whole series that, you know what I'm saying, like Chris Paul, he started off very strong. First game, second game was kind of nice. Then he looked at he looked aghast, and then on the other end, we see the growth, the maturation of Giannis, 
and him taking himself to another level and him really, really thrusting himself into the best player in the game conversation. He's in that conversation now, for sure. Yeah, so like, you know, the first couple games, okay, so I picked the Suns because I just thought the Suns' death, and it was a cool finals, excuse me, a cool a cool finals for me to definitely watch because of two things, and you know this personally, you know, me and you, we, we had these conversations. Like, so I was big enough the Suns, like, when they was fucking trash. Like, I was like, hey, man, I was like, the Suns going to be nice one day. Like, they got a couple pieces I like. You know, they drafting Aiden. I didn't think he was a bust. Like, most people was calling him a fucking bust. I just thought he shouldn't have went number one. But I was like, he ain't no bust. They didn't need really Luka because they already had Booker. You know, a lot of people wanted them to draft Luka. And I was just like, Booker, Aiden. And when they drafted Bridges, and I seen how much money, and I was just seeing the pieces move, I was like, man, them motherfuckers going to be nice. And, of course, on the Bucks side, you know, I'm a huge Drew Holiday fan. You know what I mean? It, it, mm-hmm. Me and you always talk like we always talked about it. I was like, man, Drew Holiday, he he's not the the electric fine like point guards that you know that's gonna score forty or thirty five or twenty five or he ain't gonna do that consistently. He might give you a twenty bag here and there, thirty bag here and there, but as far as the little shit that he do, he just fit. Any team, like you could throw him on any team, he's gonna fit because he does everything correctly as far as the defensive end Agreed. and just making sure, yeah, and just making sure, like, it, okay, I might not be scoring, but I can play hard on defense, I can set up teammates. You know, uh, a lot of people don't look at him as a point guard, but shit, in these playoffs, he done had 13 assists, 10 assists, eight assists. So it's like, I, I was always just a huge fan since 76's days. I used to, right. yeah, I used to joke with you. Yeah. About like him killing Derrick Rose, so it's like, man, it was kind of cool finals to see. You know I whether I got when it he wrong. Derrick Rose, ah, oh, shit, you better look it up. Shit, he he killed him a couple games. The Derrick Rose, you know, he got hurt, but that last game they had, I think he won. I, I want to say he had twenty five on Rose, and they, I think they won that game. So, shit, he was always a hooper to me. The last game D Rose played, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about before he got hurt. Uh, they were they were whooping they were whooping the Sixers ass and Tibbs just had them in the game too late. But back to what you was talking about though, Book he raw individually. He just needed somebody to run with. For the longest time, he was growing faster than the team was, and I feel like they finally got a team. And it's because of uh, it's be, it's a lot to do because of the leadership of Chris Paul and and how he made the team come into their own because they had a lot of individually nice players and this a nice piece, this a nice piece to go around book, but he is the one that makes it all work. And that's why they need to bring him back when free agency come around. But yeah, book is tough though, bro. And then on the other side, Giannis, you know, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? He went about, making the change to the roster. I'm talking about the Eric Bledsoe, the Drew Holiday thing in the right way because it was all behind the scenes. And we didn't know if, you know, Middleton was going to be moved to. And, you know, saying it wound up just being Eric Bledsoe singled out. They got rid of him. It was the right move, obviously, because they won the championship. Um, and You didn't and like that move at first. I, I didn't because it's not – in the grand scheme of things – it's not um, 
it's not a move that makes them come out of the Eastern Conference. And I know that's kind of crazy because they just won a championship, but you know how I feel about it. I feel like the Suns were able to get to the finals because of the injuries that happened. Yeah, it's a part of the game, but it's a part of what happened. And on the flip side, I mean, the, hold the on, Nets, hold on, hold on. Before you go, before you go any further, I, I, I don't like like this one. This is a pet peeve of mine. So like when people say, you know, because of the injuries, these teams, the Suns and the Bucks, won a championship. But when it comes to like, you know, any any other playoff series that we had, you don't you don't hear a lot of conversation when it becomes like about injuries because you could pinpoint numerous of finals that had significant injuries and you like damn you know it, it just happens it's sports so like to me like you know um with the Suns and Bucks I think just as a team them looking at teams and no I didn't have them you know I didn't have the Bucks coming out the east you know of course but you know they they played great they played great defense things happen and they won I can't just Blame injuries. Right. They they made sure they were deep enough, even if they had injuries, that they could still, you know, keep their death. Both teams, Suns nah, and Bucks. No doubt. Like, you still got to play great ball when you get there, when you get into these situations and anything like that. But on, on the Eastern Conference side, for example, you know, you got KD who took the Bucks, the world champions, to seven games. And he really didn't have his running mates with him. You know, Harden in and out of the lineup in that series. Kyrie went down, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? If he had one of those guys, not even the whole series, Chris, we talking about another game or two. They putting the Bucks out, bro. Kate, and then KD came, uh, what was it, a toe away from, you know what I'm saying, putting them out in that, with that shot. I and mean, then, it's a lot of what ifs. I, feel I mean, you. I can but, only see. I can hold on though. I can only see what I saw on the court. I, right. All I saw on the court was, you know, Middleton was getting hot, Drew Holiday was getting hot, Giannis was becoming unstoppable in that series. He was really, you know, pushing the pedal. He was really going. You saw, you saw it. Like, okay, like, hey, he he hooping. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like it was just things. Again, things happen. Who knows? Right, and I'm not, just, I'm not just a person that's pointing the finger at this particular run because the teams that I thought was going to get there are not getting there because I've pointed the fingers in, in past series, whether it be the finals or whether it be somebody's playoff run up to the final. Like, say, for example, 2015, Curry and them run to the finals. He didn't face any team starting point guard the entire playoffs, the, the real point guard that is the actual starter of the team. From the first round, second round, all the way up into the finals, he gets into the finals. Him and Kyrie battle for a game and a half. He goes down, bronze by himself. That's not my fault. I, it's not. It's not his fault. And you can't blame Curry. Me. Curry is the player that he is now because of that finals. You know, being able to win that finals, it, it made him confident moving forward to you know be you know to make those teams and, and so on and so forth. Like it don't take away you becoming a champion. But how you become a champion ain't no asterisk affects no, the way people look at it. Ain't no asterisks on championships. It's so not. like when 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 people try to put asterisks on any championship, you know, I always ask them what championships are they putting asterisks on because people like to pick and choose what is normal to them for a normal basketball game. Right. And, 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 and in hindsight. 
things happen in each game to make it, you know, I always said this, you know, you know, growing up watching sports, um, I remember the sports reporter and I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I was watching, you know, a basketball game. And he said, you know, every game is a series in itself because so many different things can happen as far as, you know, players getting hot and then it's continuing, you know what I mean? Making hot shots, players getting hurt. It happens. Like, I just, players, or like, just bringing up the bubble, like, that specific pandemic, like, shit happens. I mean, it's life. Shit gonna happen to the, you know, it's not, I don't, I feel like it's not gonna be a perfect finals. You You can always find one little thing to say, what if this happened? This team could have won. So it's just, it's just like I always just look what's in front of me, what what's in front of me, what I'm watching, and the better team won. The more I, I, the death, the more death team won, in my right. opinion. But the it's team, it's a, it's a different ahead. type of feel though with this championship, and the reason why, and it's like you said, it's no actually going to win in the title. It's none of that, but. When usually when a team win a title and they win it for the first time, and with that group, it's usually a oh man, this is a team that the league got to deal with for a few years to come, whether it be a short few years or whether it be a stretch of period of time. And it's not that feeling like you only hear Milwaukee Bucks fans saying, "Oh, they're gonna run it back." Everybody else is like, "Okay, everybody gonna be healthy next year. I'm picking this team or that team." You know, so it's a different field. I, I still think they got a shot at making the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen next year. Again, I don't know. Like they might get a, a piece to put them over the top and it's like, okay, like damn, they they got better, you know what I mean? Whatever you know, so many teams gonna be um moving different pieces. Even the Suns, I think they go do, you know, something different. They're gonna add a piece, you know, starting with, you know, they gotta make sure Chris Paul op in. Um, I don't think he turned down that bread. So, I, if I'm him, I'm opting in. But uh, he I just think, out. man, that that's crazy. I, I don't think um, because he only making forty forty four million dollars for one where year. He go, where he's he, gonna where he's gonna get forty four million dollars from at his age? But he's not trying to get that. See, if he opt out right now, then number one, his contract is off the books because he's opting out. So that frees up cap space for them to be able to go and get free agents. And then they go, the team goes over the cap to re-sign him, which I think he's going to get probably by like three years, $100 million. So you're paying him $33 million and some change like that, but he's able to get two and three more years because Chris Paul, even though he had an amazing year this year, the story about him for over the last five years is that, you know what I'm saying, his game is slowly going away, deteriorating. So he's still trying to make the absolute most bread at the end of this year, say Chris Paul come back, he opt in $44 million and he get hurt next year. He's not making $30 million when he come into his new contract. So it's best for him to opt out and capitalize on his finals run right now. So, you know, I think he will. So if he opt out, he's staying with the Suns. You don't think he's going nowhere else? Because, uh, of course, you know, I think he staying with the Suns. I don't see him passing up. You know, working with Monty Williams, you know, who he worked with previously with the Pelicans or with the uh, Hornets, whatever the fuck they was called. Um, but I don't see him passing up what he has started because I think they can make another deep run maybe next year. They Especially- can, but they got to get a couple more pieces. Yeah, yeah. They got to have somebody on that team that can guard big bodies because not only do you got to deal with 
you know what I'm saying, Giannis, if he make it out again, but you got to deal with players in the West that got big bodies, you know, like an AD or like a, you know what I'm saying, or, or the players that they didn't really get a chance to see during these runs, like a fully healthy Denver squad or, you know, Chris Apps Porzingis when he's healthy, you know what I'm saying? He was when, healthy last year. He was just a bum. He was just trash last year. Please don't say his name right now. I'm so <laughs> I'm so fucking disappointed. Y'all know I'm a Dallas Mavs fan. Maybe, I'm so disappointed in him right now. He, he got to show me something. I feel you. Maybe, maybe Dallas moved him, but I definitely think that the league as a whole is going into the to the big three era again. You know what I'm saying? It's been kind of like dynamic duos for like maybe I'll say one or two seasons. But even with this this finals, like even though this wasn't the the finals that everybody expected coming into the season, because most people had, you know, Lakers and and, and the Nets. We still I got did this, it. we still got this same <laughs> two. I know you didn't, but you had, you had one yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I had another LA team. Right, you had in Brooklyn that, so. and, and, the, and the Clippers. Yep, and the basement team. Right. So, yeah, hey, the basement team made it further than the, you know, rich history of the Lakers. So bro, they man. they just they they get a they get a uh, <laughs> they get a participation trophy for that. Right, <laughs> but that's all they've been collecting though. They you don't get a banner for a Western Conference appearance. You get it for a Western Conference championship. I, I got so a question. They don't even have that better. I got a question. So, this kind of off topic. I'm gonna let you go back to topic once I ask you this question. The next night he gonna make me 11 points. The next night, not even that. Not the even next that. Night, you know what I'm saying? Five. And his defense saying? ain't good enough to where you just be like, all right, we can kind of suffer through your inconsistent scoring. So like his time yeah. came and it's definitely done went. And yeah, it's, I it's agree. time for him to go. I can't wait for them to get KFC up out of there either. He can KFC, go too. I'm weak. Yeah. I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> he can go too. Like, wait till, uh, wait till, wait till the homie Chris Morris hit this. He know I wasn't rocking with KCP. Uh, no, nah, you wasn't. You don't like KCP. But you like Kuzma, though. You liked Kuzma. Like, we talked about Kuzma. I'd be like, man, Kuzma, boy. He, like, I ain't say he was trash. I just thought he was highly overrated. Yeah, I mean, he plateaued. He's a four-year college player. He came in the league. He had a nice summer league. He had a nice little rookie year. Because the Lakers moved up in that draft and got the fourth pick, they didn't have to include him in that trade. But his ass was gone, too. If before that, before that, that they moved up in the draft lottery, he was in the deal. We all seen it, heard it. He was in the deal. Pelican said, we good. (laughs) Right, I mean... Oh, we they saw it before everybody. He Shout out the, to Pelicans. Right, right. He was the piece that is like, okay, y'all want the fourth pick? Well, he was the best player that they could get in that, in, you know what I'm saying, in that trade to keep in that trade. They obviously wasn't going to keep Ingram because nah. that, that's the centerpiece. He was the to future. The trade. Yeah, like, he was the future. He, he the centerpiece to make the whole trade happen. And when, you know what I'm saying, when, when that fourth pick got in there, it's like, okay, we can keep Kuzma? All right, bet. Cool. So, you know what I'm saying? But his time up now. It's time for him to get, get the hell up out of here. But. So, so back back to the – and I know we go going uh, to skip around because I do want to touch on the draft, and I'm pretty sure you want to touch on the draft. Um, sure. So, back to big threes. I want to understand still, if you are not a top ten player or even a top five, top six player, we just going to say top ten. How are how is that a big three? Because the last three years, 
Buddy Hill, you know, last year he kind of went down because, of course, the Kings just didn't want to play him for whatever reason. He was coming off the bench, and they just had a lot of BS going on in that organization. Hopefully they got can get it right because they got some good players over there. That's another team I look at and, like, damn, if they just get a veteran piece and a decent coach, like – they can make they could be that the Phoenix Suns. They could be the Phoenix Suns. You know what I mean? Like right. so it's not saying they'll go to the finals, but saying but it, they'll they be better. Yeah, run. they can make a yeah. surprise. Yeah. So like I feel you. Why would you consider that a big three John Wall when he hasn't showed us really too much of nothing? Even in the regular season, you know, he, he was inconsistent. Why would you consider that a big three? It, and also he's not a top ten point guard right even he's though not, he had he's not, right he's not a top 10 point guard no more but like i said the point guard position is so rich in this era mm-hmm. that it's so many it's so many point guards that they either a hall of fame player already or they got hall of fame trajectory they obviously going that way and you know what I'm saying they just need to play the games that's all they need to do and you know what I'm saying and i'm gonna give you somebody that fit both criteria so obviously chris paul is hall of fame I don't think anybody gonna debate that. Then you got a player with the trajectory to go that way, like a Trey Young. Like obviously, if Trey Young just played another eight to ten years. He Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So it's it's so many players in the league like that, and I could just just rattling some off. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, so why um, does this make John Wall a big three though? Like if he joined the team? Because. Okay, so explaining his okay, so like with the hypothetical, let's say he joined the Clippers, right? Uh-huh. What he brings to the table, he doesn't need to step his game back, or he doesn't need to adjust his game. His game would fit perfectly next to Kawhi and Paul George because between the two of them guys, Paul George is the better facilitator. But you know what I'm saying? Kawhi gets criticized in the media because He's really not a team player. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't pass the ball. He, you know what I'm saying? The plays are set up for him to get his buckets. And, but because he's played in great systems like San Antonio, and even it was a great system there when he went to Toronto, he gets this team player vibe from the media, but he don't pass the ball. When you look at his assists, it's three. And, you know what I'm saying? He 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 got better at that. He got better at that. And but that's the sad part when he's still three and four assists a game is. He averaged like five. I mean, he averaged like five this year, almost six, I think. Okay, so John Wall, you know, obviously the Clippers need a point guard to facilitate. Boom, he can do that, and they put the ball in his hand. But then when when Kawhi, when they need to spell Kawhi, or when Kawhi's sitting games, or or when Paul George, you know what I'm saying, ain't really clicking for him, you know what I'm saying, he can be the guy, drive to the basket, and be the third scorer. Because like I said, everybody is going to get a big three. All of the major teams in the league is getting a big three this offseason. So this is why I don't consider it a big three. Number one, he's not even top ten in his position, as we stated. He's a good player. That don't make him, that don't make him less of a player. He's a great 
you know, he's a great to good player. He's, he will be basically a souped up role player. So, like, with Dallas, so this is my conversations I even have with your brother, Corlin. Shout out Corlin Muhammad, you know what I mean? Uh, he, when we talk about Dallas, Dallas run to the to the finals and when they won. And why I always say that Dirk was the only all-star on that team because it was proven when Jason Kidd got there, who is my favorite player of all time, and he's the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. I just want to say thank you, Mark Coop. Thank you, Mark Cuban. I almost pronounced your name wrong. Thank you. I appreciate that. Man, thank you. I, man, I love that move. But he wasn't the Jason Kidd he was with Phoenix, with early Mavs, with the Nets. I mean, like, he wasn't that dude. Was he serviceable? And did he show you flashes of being that all-star player, Hall of Fame player? Of course. Like, of course, he still was, like, almost damn near a low point, low, you know, Decent amount of assists, decent amount of rebound, you know, uh, triple-double walking threat. I think John Wall will bring the same type of, you know, play like that. Like, he'll bring great, you know, he'll he'll bring great, like you said, he'll be a great facilitator. He'll score here and there. He'll rebound here and there. He'll get a couple steals. He'll play decent defense. But as far as his prime and as right. far as being a big threat, that's past him. Like I, I feel like as a player, that's and maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I just don't consider that a top-notch big three. I consider that a great role player. All right. So you know, first of all, shout out to my brother. Yeah. But, okay. All the so time. Jason, Jason Kidd, right in his prime, he averaging about what 13, 14 points, um, seven, eight. You know, sometimes nine uh, rebounds, and then obviously he's the ten assists guy because he's one of the greatest passes of all time. When he won a championship with Dallas, it's eight points, eight rebounds, eight assists. So even though you're not necessarily putting up the 14, 15 points or the 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 two more assists that'll bring it back to where you was in your prime, you know what I'm saying? Your rebound numbers is there. You still he he wasn't a shell of himself. You can't say that. Yeah, he I mean, was yes, still, he was so he wasn't the 18th in New Jersey, his prime. The 18 plus, 19 plus, eight assists, nine, well, nine assists, and eight, seven rebound guy. Like, he wasn't, you know, that guy. He was no. past that. Like, it, it's no, yeah, it's no, no like, no, no it's doubt. no, like, no, no killing him or nothing. Like, John Wall's a, he's a good player. But as far as being in your definitive prime to consider this a big three, yeah, he wasn't. Well, okay. He okay, wasn't. So he wasn't like, an all star. With Jason Just Kidd, like John okay. Wall's not an all-star anymore. Jason Kidd, well, okay, he, you know, that was 2011 they won the title. That was 2001 when they went to the finals. So I mean, no, no, not, not 2001. That was 2002 and 2003. So, yeah, you know, you're not the player that you was eight, nine years ago and everything like that. But three, four years ago, yes, he was a great proximity to that player. And with John Wall, like, okay, so you put John Wall in the Clippers, you know what I'm saying, just hypothetically, what do you think his averages would be if he played with Kawhi? Like, in, you, you want to be honest? In PG. Yeah. You be, like 16, 17 points, maybe seven assists, maybe like five, six rebounds. Like, honestly. And if he went there and averaged that, he wouldn't be doing the job that he's supposed to be doing. Because you I'm not in. saying. 
That don't mean he's a big three. He's he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's being serviceable, not saying serviceable as like I can get any guy off the street. I'm just saying he's a great role player. He's the third option. He's not an all-star. He's not all-star Washington Wizards, John Wall. You know, like just like Jason Kidd isn't the all-star leading the league in assist point guard he was in new jersey that it's a shell not a sh- i hate saying shell because it make it seem like this nigga's a slow turtle like he but he, it's true he's past his prime and john wall and you know injuries derail I, I feel like derailed him he's past his prime and again maybe he can have a you know i, I consider him like a derrick rose effect the derrick rose still is a great player like he's still a good role player. He's a great role, you know, great role player. But he's he going the, back to the Bulls. I'm gonna say this right here, right now. He's going back to the Bulls. Well, that's so what that's what that's what a lot of people thinking, and that's a lot of rumors. And I wanted to touch on that, like when we started talking to the draft, because they ain't got no first round pick. So like I feel like that'd be a good move too. But he's not like if you put him on the Bulls, would you consider him a big three? Like with Levine, Vucevic. Oh, because uh, that's not uh, the <laughs> That's not I, what that's not what D Rose is at this point. Exactly. Like, so, okay. Okay. Exactly. Not, exactly. But, but D Rose is more. Uh, and look at the last few stops that he's been in. D Rose is more of a mentor now. You know what I'm saying? He's a player that you're gonna bring in. Like like most of the rumors has been the Bulls gonna go after Lonzo Ball and they're gonna get D Rose. So D Rose be the sixth man because obviously you want Lonzo to mature and become a better player. And D Rose can still be him. From the I heard position. they might get Schroeder also. <laughs> they look, look, look at that Schroeder. I'm weak as fuck. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder is going to get a bag from somebody, bro. He ain't because... going to get no – from a smart team, he's not going to get 120. Well, the Lakers might give him 120, which is rumors. Uh, and the Bulls but, looking at him for like 140, I think, 130 or some shit like that. It's a, it's a lot of teams out there that, you know what I'm saying, maybe they okay with the certain situation they're in. But they looking down the road. Like, say, for example, Utah. Utah, you got Mike Conley, he's 34, 35 years old, something like that, I believe. And, all right, do you want to re-sign him to a three-year deal? Or do you want to get a younger guy for four years, like Schroeder? Not saying that that's the move that they might make or nothing like that, but it's something that they probably thinking about. Like, okay, yeah, this, this Dennis Schroeder, 26. You know what I'm saying? And he just played in L.A. It ain't going to be the same spotlight so he can kind of mold into his own here if we go with him instead of going with Mike Conley. Or, you know what I'm saying, a lot of the other situations, like, bro, it's about to be a point guard frenzy and teams about the players about to move around into the into the better situations for them. Like, I, I think Dennis Schroeder – it's going to be somebody starting point guard, and he's going to be getting paid, you know what I'm saying, great for that because he played in L.A. That 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 makes a huge, uh, huge, you know what I'm saying, I think, difference I think, for it. I think it killed him, though. Like, his play in the playoffs, his play towards the end of the season, his play when, you know, Brian got injured, then when A.D. got injured. So, he, you know, was that a big three to you? Uh, was that a big three? I mean, because, like – Who, Dennis Schroeder? I mean – no, if you call in John Wall and you know big three, like is Dennis <laughs> Schroeder a big three? John Wall is still better than Dennis Schroeder. I mean, they probably about the same to me. I to mean, me, Dennis Schroeder hasn't 
I, you know what? I take that back. You're right. I'll give you John Wall. I'll Dennis, give you John Wall. Dennis I'll take that back. Okay, I'll yeah. give you John No, I'll give you John Wall. I'll take yeah. that back. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll take I, that back. I think that if John Wall can get into a situation and, you know what I'm saying, it's a, it's a lot of John Wall talk right now. And we, You know what I'm saying? But Yeah, go if, ahead and hop off of him real quick. Yeah, if, but if he get into a right situation where he doesn't have to have the workload mm-hmm. that he's been having – in the past with the Wizards and with even with the Rockets this year. Like he's the he was the the ball handler, even mm-hmm. though, you know what I'm saying? Like if you get into a situation where he ain't gotta do that as much, and yeah, I believe he can get back to an all-star level. Like he go to the Clippers, he go to Utah, he go to one of the like, for example, like what if he go to Utah? Or what if he go to Dallas? Or what if he go to Miami? Or what you know what I'm saying? Like if he went think- to like Dallas, I still wouldn't say, Ooh, Dallas got a big three. Like, no, they, they, <laughs> like because you know what I mean. Like, Chris K- got to prove himself. I wouldn't even say they got a big two with John Wall, right? Because Chris has got to prove himself, and so do John Wall. Yeah, that's Wall. what that's what I'm saying. Like, he got to prove himself. But I still think he can be an All Star again in in the game. I don't think that his All Star days are necessarily done. I think he maybe got one more year left in him, based okay. on his timeline or something like that. But oh, um, okay. Mike Mike Conley, you know what I'm saying? I think Mike Conley, he got a chance to to go somewhere. Like, okay, he go to the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We could see him get some love. You know what I'm saying? On the Eastern, Con- you know what I'm saying? On the on the All Star team because that's the spot for the guards they need to go to the Eastern Conference because it's it's wide open out there to to make the teams out there. You know what I'm saying? The West that shit locked up unless it's injuries. You are gonna see Curry? You are gonna see Dame? You are gonna see um, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, we, we know the guys that's out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I oh you know what, and, and I agree to a certain extent, but um I, I just don't think and you know, I'm finna hop to the draft because I know me and you, you know, I, I love talking about the draft, especially basketball and NFL. I love talking about both of them. But um I just want to consider them big three. But hop into the draft, it's finna happen tonight. Uh I wanna say come on. I think at like seven o'clock, six thirty, eight o'clock, something like that. Um, definitely watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna definitely try to catch that. Uh, what do you think? Who do you think first? I'm gonna before you know. I, I give my top five players, or you know, who I who I really like in the draft. Like, who are some players that you really you know liking in the draft, and you know, who are some players you know? Um, where do you think they fit at? I won't say a mock draft. I just you know, you can put them anywhere you want. So if you want to give me like your top three players you like and where would you want them to play and, and, and you know, a reason, that'd be cool. Man, uh, it's it's tough with the where I want them to play because it's so oh. much conversation about the trades. But right, I got right. I, I mean, I got to go with Cade and, 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 the, uh, and the two Jalens, you know, Green and mm-hmm. Suggs and, and Cade Cunningham because – those, you know, they're looking like franchise changing players and everything like that. Um, but they in, but with the teams that could possibly draft them, they in positions to where, you know, what I'm saying it's not necessarily good. Like personally, I think that Detroit they could be a, a, a sneaky team, bro. Wow, they could be a sneaky team. What, what do you see them sneaking to? Um, I feel like they can have like. If they if they fairly stay healthy with you know if they keep Jeremiah Grant if they don't trade him, um I I, I can see them fighting you know being the top 
11 10 seed in the east fighting to get in the play in. I can see that. Wow. I like Sadiq Bay from Villanova. I love the Villanova kids. I, I told you that about Mikael Bridges. I love Villanova kids. They come ready to play. They know their role. And they know if they play above their role, they know how to contain, be humble, and play for the team. I, I, I really feel like Sadiq Bay can you can put him on any team you want right now. He's gonna be a great role player for you, just like he was for the Pistons. Um Last year, they just was boo boo ho. Like, I always watch the shitty teams. And, um, so they GM I, just said today, I just think like, they'll be good. They GM, they, they GM was just asked today, like, who do you think fits for the team? And he said, shit, everybody, we won 20 games. He's right. So you, so, you mean to tell me that if you add whichever player that you like the best, whether it be Suggs, Green, well, Suggs, not Suggs in my bottom, like, he's or like another number player. Or maybe uh, so, it's Evan Mobley. But yeah, you, I, so you're telling me if you add one of these <clears> players <throat> to the Detroit Pistons, they go from a 20 win team to, to like fighting uh, to fighting like a player in the but East. But I'm talking about like a 30 win team, 35, 40 win team. So so Jeremiah Jeremiah Grant didn't play um the last, and I might be wrong, but I want to say 10 games. I, I I could be a thousand percent wrong, but I know he didn't play the last few games, right? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Killian, Killian Hayes, a uh, Frenchman point guard with Detroit, he was hurt in the beginning of the year. Um, he he just need he can't create his own offense, but as far as a facilitator, he's like the Frenchman's Rondo. Like he's a great, he attacked the basket good, he could pass, and he go play hella, he go play great defense. Like I love Killian Hayes. Like I ain't gonna say love, I just like. I just like players like that, role players. I like watching the other niggas, like the other guys. You feel me? And he's mm-hmm. another guy. S- Sadiq Bay, another one. Like, I, I just think in the East, if you say, let's just say you add Sadiq Bay. I mean, not Sadiq Bay, but uh, Kay Cunningham. You add him, I I, I could, I think he can make them a 10 plus. So go from 20 to 30, maybe 35. I think he could do that. I think he can have a LaMelo effect. I think he could do that. I think even Evan Mobley. Like and who 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 some people got as the best player in the draft. Some people think Evan Mobley is like the the guy to have in the draft. Yeah, I even think he's tough too. Like even yeah, even to have him, like I think he can be a you know like again, this is just hypothetical speed. If they all stay healthy, they go add pieces. I believe in the off season. Um, I I think he can add like six, seven, ten games. Also, like I you know I really do. I think they got a decent – bro, look, I was saying on Wax, look, Detroit got a decent team, decent pieces, and they figuring it out. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it, it, it's like a 100% chance it will happen. I give it like a 60% chance, like – and that's still high. Like 50, I'm going to say 50 because I don't know that they can do – like they can make a play in game, bro. They wow. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I really hey, do. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I've done – I applaud you for stepping out on the limb with that one, but nah, bro. I actually think that Detroit should be the first of many teams moving forward. It's a lot of teams that they get into this position or they get into a high draft pick and they be like, I'm going to take the pick instead of Detroit is actually talking about trading down and getting a haul for it because no one is coming to Detroit. You're going to have to trade your players. You're going to have to overpay somebody to come there. Until you really get they got stacked. the money, they got the money to overpay though. That's the thing. Right, that's true. That's true. But instead of overpaying 
and you already bad, why not trade down, get multiple, multiple picks and really take a shot at improving your team through the draft? Because that's the way to do it when you uh, a bad team that don't nobody want to come to unless you overpay them. And then even when you overpay them, how long before they gonna be like, okay, I got my money, and I trade. You know right. I, I I get what you're saying, but again, I'm looking at the players, and I ain't even say one of my favorite players, Saban Lee on Detroit. He was killing this year, like towards the you know after the All Star break. Shout out Saban Lee. He he point guard. He was cold. Um, they I feel like they got young players that just fit the role. Like you know, like again, Sadiq Bay, Jeremiah Grant, Isaiah Stewart who was killing. I think he had damn near a 2020 game last year. So yeah. it's like they got certain pieces where they can make moves with their young guys and people see the potential in their young guys and they can make certain moves to get those vets. So you can have that nucleus of vets and, and young players kind of like the Suns did. And it's a lot of teams aiming to do what the Suns did. I mean, Memphis doing it. You know, I think they go get rid of Eric Bledsoe, but we go get into that. Um, so I just think, think- – do you think that Detroit is tweaking with some of the deals they turned down? Like, I think they tweaked. I think they tweaked on the uh, OKC. Uh, yes, trade from the sixth pick. Yes. So if if I'm them, I would have called back and be like, "Okay, um, y'all really want this pick? Give me SGA. Give me the sixth pick, and also give me you know y'all got some future picks from the Clippers. Throw me a couple of those, and we could put some you know stipulations on them. We could put you know top whatever protected. They probably already got stipulations on them you know already so throw me you know another pick or two and let's roll because i know what sga go give me i know the trajectory or i'm seeing the trajectory of sga as far as he was a 23 point in his third year 23 points damn near six assists and like four rebounds and he plays good defense and he's he's played with the Chris Paul, so he understand you know play playoffs a little bit. You know what I mean? So all right, he, so let's play this game real quick. So go you, ahead, go ahead. You the you the Detroit GM and you calling me back. Right, let I'm me the put OKC. okay. Got you. I'm I'm the OKC GM. So okay. you call me back and you asking me for more draft picks. I'm asking but, for some future picks. But I got the established players, so I'm asking Chris now. Do you think okay. that whoever you want to take with the first pick is better than? So, yes. so, or how so, long do you think it would take for that person to become better than Shea? So, I'm gonna put my hat on. I'm not telling you this as the other GM, I'm just mm-hmm. talking to my team. I'm gonna say, team, he called me with his best player, so he's desperate. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, he's desperate to make that move, not me. I'm not desperate. I didn't call and say, yo, offer SGA in a six pick. Reports, rumors is. Detroit, uh, not the Pistons, but uh, the Thunder, OKC Thunder, called the Detroit Pistons and said, "Hey, yo, I got SGA, I got the six pick. What's good?" And then Detroit said, "No." Nah. If I'm Detroit, I would have been like, "Hold on, give me five minutes. <laughs> I need what else?" And I throw in a player if I have to. Okay, give me, give me SGA, give me like two first rounders, maybe another first rounder. Let me get let me get three of those bad boys, and I give you my first overall. And we'll give you um who you want. You you can't okay. So these are the ones you can't get. You can't get Sadiq Bay. You can't get uh Kalian Hayes, and you can't get uh Isaiah Stewart. You can have anybody else. Anybody you want, 
come get Josh Jackson. Come get come get Saban Lee, who I just shouted out. Come get who 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 else on there? Plumley. What Jeremiah Grant? Oh yeah, you can't get him either. I know you desperate. I'm gonna make it tough on you. You go get you a young player. You know, I might even throw you Isaiah Stewart. I don't know. I might even throw you him, but I I shit. I, I'm definitely asking for more. Now that I seen you throughout your best player, I'm definitely gonna ask you for more because you're desperate. <laughs> you want whoever you want, whether it's K, whether it's Jalen Green, whether it's Evan Mobley. You want that guy that bad to offer me SGA? Oh yeah. I'm finna get all your all your assets. I think the reason why OKC called in the first place is because obviously K went to what Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, so yep. you, it's it's you know what I'm saying it's kind of like you know you get in the hometown money. There, yep, money. And 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 then like it's more of a chance that he'll stay. I mean, they're getting on the back end of uh, Shea Gilder's current contract. Yep. And, they don't want to pay him. It's time. To, well, I don't necessarily think they don't want to pay him. It's just that. Once you pay a player, nah, they don't want to pay him. If you, you off, if my fault for cutting you off, this how I know they don't want to pay him. They just offered him in a trade. I mean, okay, but okay, here, but here's the thing though, it's because of the timeline that it puts him on. So let's say he coming up, I don't know what his contract is, but let's just say this next season coming up is the last year of his current deal. You know, obviously he coming off a rookie contract, so he'll be restricted and they can resign him and all that good stuff. But that only gives you four more years, five more years once you sign that. And they, you know what I'm saying, they're a team that's looking to collect assets and they could turn a person like SGA, right, who they, you know, if let's just say they sign him and they get him for five more years, when you got a player that you can have for seven years, you know what I'm saying, and the ceiling of his game May or may not be higher than you know what I'm saying. It's more of a, it's 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 it's, it's the chance that you know the swing they're willing to do, and then you don't have to worry about a person saying, "Oh, I need to win right now." You're a rookie, so we don't got to hear them conversations from you. But SGA, I mean, calling it what it is, he been on the losing <clears throat> team since he got the OKC because no, he went to the playoffs with Chris Paul though. Facts, facts, my bad, facts. But you know what I'm saying. But they breaking the team down. Is you know for assets, you know for the most part. So it puts it, you know, it's two players on two different timelines. Okay, so back to this draft. So yo, you got Cade number one. Uh, yeah, I think if anybody is whoever picks at number one, whether you trade it for it or Detroit keep it, Cade is the guy. Okay, so who who your second and third guys? You like these guys can't miss guys. They gonna be not. You know, because we don't know what's going to happen when they get into the league. But as far as seeing, you know, their college careers or seeing what they projecting, um, who who your other two guys were you like? You can't miss these men. I think Evan Mobley going to be the second pick. And then I think that Green going to be the. I think that the best thing for both Houston and Cleveland would be to trade with each other so that Evan Mobley can go to Cleveland and, and Green can go to uh, Houston because it's what the teams need. If, 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 if Cleveland is confident in a Sexland backcourt that they got, then you get the big man and you need the big man. And then on the flip side, if Houston's moving on from John Wall and, and all of that, then obviously you get the guard. So that's what they need. It's just the, the way the draft order fails, look, you know what I'm saying? Look, 
you know, unorthodox, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, the how good the players is and the actual draft selection and what their team needs and all that. Like, don't nobody actually need the players that they possibly about to get, if that makes sense. No, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to do a, a top five uh, players' prospects? Uh, you because I, I, mean, I was gonna give my five. I mean, the five I like, and I was gonna give a couple more players that I really like. Yeah, go ahead, ring them off. Oh, okay. So you know, uh, K. Of course, K. Cunningham. He seemed like he gonna be the number one player. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think nobody's really debating that now. What people are debating is saying Evan Mobley is like the top prospect. Like people really love him from what I'm reading from like CBS sports from ESPN from, I mean, the, you know, ringer universe. I mean, everybody really, it, it's a lot of people that like Evan Mobley and are, you know, telling the Pistons, like that's who y'all should draft. Like he's the franchise player in this draft. Um, but I, I think it's going to be K. Um, you know, I compare K to Luca. I mean, like he got def- he, he just got defense. I think he go play better defense. So somebody in the group, in a opinionated facts group, and I forgot to shout out the group and make sure y'all, you know, follow the group and definitely uh like and share this podcast. But um somebody in the group compared him to Grant Hill. And I, I love that comparison. Like as far as like the player he is, he's a he's six eight. Grant Hill was like six seven, six eight, I, I think, or six six around that size. Um, a facilitator, play defense, and could score. You know, he was a multi-facet basketball player. And that's what I think Kay Cunningham could be. So I, I really like that comparison. Um, I like Jalen Green, too, from uh, the Ignite, uh, the, the guard from Ignite. Um, I compared him to, to Zach Levine. I mean, he got bunnies out this fucking world. Um, he's, I think he a little bit better offensively than what Zach Levine was when he was, you know, coming in. Um, as a rookie, but that's that's what I think he could, that's why I think you know his comparison is. And then for my three, um, that I just think Evan Mobley is better than Jalen Green. I just think the Rockets go draft Jalen Green like that. Uh, but Evan Mobley, like you was talking about, how like Cleveland fit Evan Mobley do fit with Cleveland perfect. Um, I compared him to Chris Bosch, bro. Like he uh, he just reminded me of Chris Bosch, he's seven foot. Uh, USC, um, he can run. He got little handles on him. He go learn to shoot. Remember, Chris Bosh couldn't shoot that good coming into the league, coming from Georgia Tech. He really couldn't shoot like that. But motherfucker go learn how to shoot, I think, because he got a nice touch. I, I like watching him. Uh, and two other players, of course, uh, I got – Cause oh, yeah, another thing about Evan Mobley, and he played good defense. I ain't know that motherfucker averaged three blocks a game. I just found that out yesterday. He averaged three blocks a game in college. Uh, so putting him with like Jared Allen so he can bang with the big dudes because he a small seven footer. Let Jared Allen bang with him. Uh, I like who else I like. Fuck is his name from Florida State? Scotty Barnes. I like him, too. He's six. Yeah. nine. Yeah. Six nine point guard. He remind me of Draymond. He, he can't shoot just like Draymond, but I think he got a little bit a more offensive flair. You know what I mean? And Draymond, I think he'll get his shooting right, I hope. But that's his own – not like he's a six nine point guard. Like, he can play the point, the two, the three. Like, he – and he he got decent defense. And, of course, Jalen Suggs um, from Gonzaga. And shout, shout out Jalen Suggs. He he just reminded me of somebody like Brandon Roy, bro, He and Chauncey Billups. Them, them two players, I really look at him and be like, damn. You know, and I, and I read, like, other reporters – 
And when they said, you know, I, what reporter said Brandon Roy, and I looked, I'm like, damn, he do kind of remind me of Brandon Roy. Um, I want to say it was uh, Kevin O'Connor that said it uh, from the ringer. He said Brandon Roy. So then my top, like my top five players and uh, the top five players, I like, like you said, I don't know about trades, but if I had to say like the top five going order, I think it's going to be Kay, Jalen Green, then Evan Mobley, then Scotty, then Jalen Suggs. Like, them the top five I got. Like, yeah, them my top five players in this draft. Yeah, I like the I like the top five. I just, just you know what I'm saying, just got it in a different order. I like, you know, obviously both the Jalens. I like, uh, you know what I'm saying, Cade. I think Evan Mobley is going to be the second player picked probably yeah. um, more than likely. But, you know what I'm saying, just a little mix up there. But, uh, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be fun to watch. And I'm more so looking forward to the moves and, to seeing, you know, how, how things going to shake up. Because I think it's going to be a lot of trades tomorrow. I do, too. How did you like the uh, – speaking of trades, how did you like the uh, Memphis and uh, Pelicans trade? Memphis traded uh, Jonas Valachunas and the uh, – what was it? What pick did they trade? I want to say 17th pick or some shit like that. Yep, 17th. Uh, for like the 52nd pick. Yeah, 50, 52nd or 51st. I can't remember. For the 10th uh, or 40th. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. Who who won? Memphis won that trade because they move up in the draft. They they get um, – they they made this trade looking at John – I mean, John Morant, like Russell Westbrook. So you got a pick-and-roll partner. Yes, Jonas can shoot better, but – that's you know what I'm saying. They got the floor spacing big already with with with, uh, with Jaron Jackson. Exactly. So what they what he need is somebody that can roll to the basket with him. That's gonna set strong screens, and that's Stephen Adams. And then on the flip side, that's what Zion needed. He needs the player to play with that can shoot, but also they can get down there and bang with him because you know what I'm saying. You you, you still don't want to. Uh, uh, take that pressure off and it was like, okay, Zion is they only hope down low type of shit. So it works both ways. Memphis, they move up in the draft, but then they also get uh, one of those Lakers draft picks from the, yep. uh, from the trade, which, you know, we didn't talk about this trade before mm-hmm. on wax, off wax, but it, it's, uh, it's, it's now looking better for the Lakers because, you know, you've already won a championship uh... and, and then now, you know what I'm saying? They only traded four draft picks in three swaps. Well, you know what I'm saying? As long as they got Brian, as long as they got AD, you know what I'm saying? It don't look like you're going to be swapping the picks. So it's only down to the four draft picks that we traded you, and you just gave one of them away. So now it's three draft picks, you know what I'm saying, for AD. So so not necessarily, because if I'm moving these picks to get players to make my team better, like you just said, uh, Valachunas, uh, he's a stretch big. He should make it better. And he could go down low, like you said. Um, it, it should be better for Zion to work in the paint, who's a fucking monster in the paint. The reason um, I said it was better future-wise for the Pelicans is because I got Brandon Ingram. Um, I still can re-sign Lonzo Ball if I want to, or I can go get Cal Lowry, which rumors are that's who they're looking at. They're looking mm-hmm. at Cal Lowry. Um, I, I got Brandon Ingram. I got, you know, I can re-sign Josh Hart. You know what I mean? And I still got these picks who just gave, who just got me 
John, you know, Valachunas, who we both said makes the team better for your super, for your, I ain't gonna say superstar, but for your star, you know, he might be a superstar. He looked like he, the trajectory looks like he's going there. But for your star, Zion, um, I, I made the team better around him because now I can make these moves. So I just say future wise, like in the, in the now, of course, the Lakers, they won a championship. Like they won a championship, of course. But in the future, the Lakers have no, really no trade assets to make right. their team better. So, so in the future, I think the Pelicans, you know, kind of won that trade just slightly. I, I feel like it was a win-win, just like this trade, just like the Pelicans in Memphis. It was a win-win to me. Well, when you when you look at, at this trade in contrast to that Lakers trade, it's not a good move for the Pelicans because you trading away in this trade uh, two players that you only had for one year. Like, you brought these guys in because you thought they was going to help your core. And I don't think you, so. Now, now that you didn't trade them <laughs> away, you swung and you missed. You know what I'm saying? Steven Adams didn't work out for Zion the way, you know what I'm saying? Even though Zion, he went to career high numbers, 27 a game. We got to see if he's going to still do that with, with, with Jonas or if it's going to improve even more. But Eric Bledsoe didn't work out either. Now he's looking like he's going to be a buyout player. So, yeah, yes, you 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 moving assets, but you're paying for it. Like, you're paying for the fact that you hit and miss with Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. But but they were like, bro, the, the trajectory of that team, like, okay, so the coach last year was Stan Van Gundy, right? Stan Van Gundy, and this is the reason it didn't work, and we go go off because I want to uh, talk more about the draft because I know we want to talk about trades. But the reason Stan Van Gundy didn't work for that team because he's a veteran coach and he veteran players. He's not a good – like, when J.J. Reddick, before he got traded to the Dallas Mavericks and didn't give us too much of nothing, and I hope, you know, maybe we can re-sign him for cheap and he plays <laughs> next year. But uh, before he re-signed, he said, man, I'm going to hate – they they going to hate how he coach. They going to hate how he do practices. Like, how he do practices, they said it's like a high school. Like, it's a high school practice. Like, he make them run, you know, suicides, all that. And so, like, he needs a veteran team to understand, like, where he where, where he's trying to go. A younger team, like, how the young guys are brought up nowadays. Like, I, I don't feel like um, it's a good fit. He wasn't a good fit. So, I think he brought in Bledsoe and Steven Adams to see if I bring in two vets. You know, I got J.J. Redick as a vet who I used to coach. And hopefully these vets can show, like, it, it, it's possible that it can work. And it just didn't. Yeah. So, you, you trade for a better player. And I feel like Valachunas is perfect for Zion and them. I think he I, go, don't, I don't think that Stan Van Gundy gonna coach in the league again. No, he not. He not. He like not. you said, you were in high school practices. So let's just say you you had a veteran team and you were doing that. The vets gonna be looking at you like, yo, what you trying to make us run for? Like we know how to play the game. We just need to run our plays. We need to get our cohesive. You know what I'm saying? Chemistry here, and we can make some moves there. So, like, and then with a young team, you just had, you know what I'm saying, possibly the most promising star in the league as far as youth and where he at, as far as where people would rank him as one of the best players, if not the best player, 21 and under. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you you blew it. You you got you, – they got you in there and got you out of there in the year. So, yeah, I think he done in the league. Man. He, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So – um, before we get into, well, matter of fact, let's get into trade talk. And then, uh, after we do a little bit of trade talk and who we want to go where, um, after that, I'm going to just give some players from the draft that I really like that 
I only see a few people talking about. So I know you're a huge Lakers fan. For those that don't know, he's a huge LeBron fan and Lakers fan. Who do you want the Lakers to get? I know we already spoke on. Well, you know, I told you about the report that the Lakers trying to trade the 22nd overall pick in the first round tonight for Montrezl Harrell, Cal Kuzma, and maybe Caldwell. I mean, Caldwell, Catavius Caldwell Pope. So, and that was for Buddy Hill. So, do you think you know that's a good move? What move do you want them to? If you know, within cap reasoning, what move do you want them to get? And what's some other moves that you, you know, possibly want to see for other teams. Right. I think the Lakers, the reason why everybody keeps seeing all of these trades where it's multiple players for one player is because the Lakers are trying to dump the players that they have currently on their team. Because if you take the squad back down to where it was after they made the AD trade and it's just Brian and AD again, you have a slot for a third star. So if they can – the, the first and foremost option, the number one top priority, is to try to get Chris Paul because they need to get a guard that can spell Brown. And he is uh, the quintessential point guard, the point guard. He all of that. So if, if that's that's the number one option. If we can get Chris Paul, cool. I, you know, I've already said it already tonight. I doubt that he's leaving Phoenix. So I you agree. Gotta, you got to move on to the second option, which out of all the reports and everything I'm hearing, the second best thing – is for them to, like I said, scrape it down to Brian and AD again so they can have that one max slot and split that max spot between the DeRozan and, and Cal Laurie, pay them both $18 million a year to split this, the max money, and then that's your, that's your four players. You got, you got, you got four. You know so you, hold on, I ain't trying to interrupt, but let me ask you this. If you do that, you're not resigning THT. Are you using him to get... Draft using, assets. What are you doing? Because, like, I, I would want to know. I'm because using, he, right now they got a. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep cutting you off, bro. But right now they got a. Uh, you know they put in a, a tender form uh, as far as they saying they're going to match any offer sheet for him. I don't. I doubt that. But I'm calling. I'm calling. San he's a restricted. I'm getting San Antonio and Washington on the phone three way call and like, look, let's work out this three way trade. Obviously, we're looking to walk away with um, – I mean, my, my bad with, this, with the Washington. But um, you call in, you know what I'm saying, uh, Toronto and San Antonio and say, look, we're working out this three-way trade. Who wants THT? Let's just go through all the players. And let's, let's – you know, you get your what you want, I'll get what we want because we damn sure we're going to get what we want about the deal. And let's everybody walk away with what they want to walk away with. So I think that's the way it play out. If they can't get Chris Paul, if they can't get – the combination, and notice I keep saying the combination of Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, because individually they wouldn't be as high on my list of priority. If they I think would. if you get one of them, y'all good. <laughs> no. Yeah. I would rather have this next guy, I know you finna go crazy. I'd rather have Russell Westbrook individually over one of those guys individually because of what he's bringing to the table. Like, with with Russ, if if they make the trade with Washington and they say, look, you take all of everybody, all the role players on our team. You want THT, you want Harrow, you want all of them. Go ahead and take them to Washington. You already got Mo Wagner over there. Or no, they traded Mo Wagner. But you know what I'm saying? But you get my point though. That's where they that's where they dumped the slatteries at when they get when they when they made the move to get A D. They dumped them with Washington. So they already got their trade history there. But 
if you if you trade and you get Russell Westbrook, you got the guy that's gonna spell Brown because he he can do that. You got the guy that's gonna put up stats when they sit out the game because he can do that. And then you gonna you you'll get to see Brown and AD rest a lot more because Russell Westbrook playing a thousand miles a minute, and we can let him do that during the regular season. And when it's money time, we playing LeBron ball, and we need you to be more of a D Wade-ish type player in the playoffs. You slashing, you cutting, and you doing those kind of things. And I believe that that's that'll be a successful move. And then from there on out, after those three options, uh, that's when I'm moving on to, um, you know, the Kyle Lorries, the Mike Conleys, uh, maybe possibly resigning Schroeder, things of that nature on down the list. But not resigning Schroeder is an L. It is because you're not upgrading it. You're coming back with the same team. And obviously they got 72 games of game tape of seeing Schroeder play with Brian and AD. So, yes, you're absolutely right. That is taking an L. But I don't think that the Lakers are going to uh, to lose because of what they've done the last two offseasons. The, the first one being they make the AD trade. The second one, they kind of stole everybody's thunder with the moves that they, that they made. Like when, when – when I remember talking to you when the whole Montrez Harrell thing was becoming a, a real thing, and it's like, ooh, and I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey. You was happy, and I was, and I was telling you why not to be happy. <laughs> right, but it's because they got, and at the time, I'm thinking Schroeder going to come off the bench. I don't know why. I, I told you he wasn't, and I told you he should have. Yeah, he should have, because I thought that they were going to be like, okay, now we got the best dying. We got the best dynamic duo starting, and we got the best dynamic duo coming off the bench because he was a bench player for the Thunder. How he be go to the Lakers and think he, you know, saying, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a bench player because I backed up Chris Paul," but when I come to the Lakers, I'm a starter. And they played it, and it, you know, it didn't. Lake, Lakers' best ball is LeBron being a point guard. Period. Right. And, but and, they, and but AD at the five. He's to the point basketball. He to the point in his career now, though, where. He has to, uh, you know, it's got to be somebody else got to be the point guard through the regular season, and Brian just got to be the point guard when it's money time, when it's playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, so for the Lakers, like, I like the Buddy Hill move, honestly, like getting another shooter. Like, Buddy Hill, um, I didn't know he was that elite of a shooter until I looked up his stats, and I seen that he was, like, number three in three-point shooting, like, when when Clay and Curry both were healthy, I think he was like number three, number four. So like he he's a great shooter, like percentage wise, he's a great shooter. Um, playing with Brian and AD, that that lessens you know the 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 need for him to score just crazy amount of points. Um, the reason I don't like the Westbrook trade is because you have to damn near strip your whole team to make this shit fit. Um, who you get around those three guys, I don't know. I just know that Bron's not, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad shooter, but he ain't no good three-point shooter. AD is up and down three-point shooter, and you know Russ can't shoot threes. So it's like now you got to build a team that got number shooters around them. Uh, I don't know if I like that. That's why I like the Lowry move a little bit better. He, you know, maybe, you know, Lowry and, and, and I like the DeRozan. I don't know if they go get both. 
But just hypothetically speaking, if they do get both, I feel like Kyle Lowry, you know, he can, you know, he can shoot the three. He can facilitate. He's hard. He can defend. Um, he can, you know, spell LeBron just as well as Russ can. You know, not saying he's better than Russ. I'm saying he's a better fit for a team than Russ is, if that makes right. sense. Um, with DeRozan also, that's another person who can, you know, play that mid-range game. Um, he could get a bucket. He's a bucket getter. Like, I think he's like what? He he's like in the NBA history for like scoring, bro. I think you want to say he's like top 15-ish, top 20-ish, or some shit like that. Like, I didn't know that. Weird stat I saw. Like, um, but he's no, a bucket. He top 10 top for current active players. Okay, so active players. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you for correcting me. Active players. I didn't I didn't know that. Like, I didn't even know that. I didn't know he was, you know a bucket getter like that but he is like i always said he was good but i just didn't think he was um a superstar like most people were trying to claim him to be but um what's some other moves that you want other teams to make so you can be like oh okay i i, I see that that's gonna fit like that that's gonna be a good move for them um of course you know what i'm saying uh i want to see the bulls get d rose back that's gonna wanna, be nice if they I do wanna, it. I want to see Boston trade for Bradley Beal, but they have to trade for Bradley Beal and keep Jason Tatum that's, and Jalen Brown. That's going to be hard, big dog. It's not. It's not. Because, right? because the more you, 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 your timeline is ticking on Bradley Beal, his contract coming closer to an end, and then he getting down to the point now where you're starting to see names come out. He wants to play here. He wants to play there. And – when he narrows the list down, when he finally comes out and narrows it down, because maybe he narrows it down to one team or two teams like James Harden did, because it was only really two teams in the mix for James Harden. And if he narrowed down and just say, look, I got a relationship with Jason Tatum. He's the only guy in the league. And when, when, the, when, the, when the Boston reports came out, it just made sense. Like, he's the only guy in the league that, they, they went to the same, like, school and shit, didn't they? Yeah, and St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis. That he truly got a relationship with. Out there, they actually think that Jalen Brown is, has to be in the trade in order for I'm one of those. I'm one I'm of those. I'm going to tell you why. Because you don't move. You don't, you're not moving as a team. So, like, if you got Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal, you damn near in the same position as Jason Tatum. And exactly. Brown. So, right. so, so, what are so, you trading? If I'm if I'm Washington, okay, you you Boston GM, you calling me for Bradley Bill? I'm Washington. Make me a deal without Jalen Brown. Make me a deal. I'm telling them, look, you can have anything on the roster other than those two guys. We got multiple assets, and if we need to get a third and a fourth team in the mix to make this happen, let's make it happen. But your guy. <sighs> has come out privately as of right now and said he wants to play with my best player. Now, don't know other team, nobody else in the team got another great player from St. Louis, number one. They don't have Jason Tatum. And it's going to get to the point where you're going to trade me. You're going to trade me this guy at the trade deadline. And now I'm going to give you less because now we're at the trade deadline. We're midseason. And you're going to mess up my team by bringing him in. I got to deal with that and roll into the playoffs. So I'm going to pay you less like they did with the Victor so, Oladipo trade. You know what I'm saying? So like it's nah, something like that. that so, so, so I'm, I'm Washington. I'm saying go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> look, if I'm Washington, number one, why the fuck am I helping you and you in the East? Why would I give you 
my best player and because he's their best player and Bradley Bill and you're not including not even your second player, but you want to give me guys like Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, a couple low draft draft picks. Like, come on, bro. And you're I'm, in I'm the gonna East. You, I'm going to tell you why. I need Jalen Brown. And I need t- still go need some first round picks. I'm going to tell you why you're going to help me because you can't help yourself. If you could help yourself, you would. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish saying what I'm saying. You're going to do right by Bradley Bill because you're going to want players to come here in the future and you're going to want players to stay here as long as he did in the future. So if unless you want this guy to be chirping like John Wall been chirping after his his long tenure there and y'all trade the man before he can ever play the game or how y'all did Gilbert Arenas and Gilbert Arenas talk about it, unless you want to continue that cycle, I suggest you do right by the man. Uh, okay, well... I got to make sure my franchise wins. Mm-hmm. No deal without Jalen Brown. I could care less. I'll be bottom of the barrel with Jalen Brown, with Bradley Beal. I won't win a championship with either of those guys. I, so guess what? I, I decline whole fucking hardly without Jalen Brown because none of those other guys spells. He's a top. Bradley Beal is a top three shooting guard in the league. Well, good Correct? luck. Good luck getting to the trade deadline and Bradley Beal telling you, I will only sign an extension in Boston. Oh, that's and, then, and then if you don't still don't want to trade me him then, he'll just walk to me. No, was, no, he, he won't walk. He won't walk. I'll just trade him somewhere else where another team might possibly, you know, trade Bro, for him. he could that we, we've seen that happen already. We've seen San Antonio pool, what you're just talking about. They traded Kawhi. Kawhi they got DeMar DeRozan. He, he won a championship, but still though, he won a championship and they didn't do nothing with DeRozan. But he won the championship, and he still walked. So, yeah, but he they traded him and got Demar Derozan. It's not like they didn't get Demar Derozan and other picks. They got Demar Derozan, who's probably but, okay. like a top, who at the time was probably like a top ten shooting guard or even higher shooting guard or small forward, wherever you want to put him in the league. So okay. I got a top ten player of his position in the league and you mean to tell me as the Washington GM you go offer me Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, uh Langford and a couple of low picks? Bro, they not gonna take that. Bro, like I said, if you need to get a second or a third team in the mix to get it done so you can get what you need to get up out of it to make this happen. We need to get on the clone and start doing it because Bradley Beal coming. And then on 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 the uh, on the flip side with the Demar Derozan thing, bro. Okay, you traded, you got Demar Derozan. You made a flashy kind of trade for yourself where okay, we got an All Star back. But guess what? You got uh, when he got there, he didn't make the All Star team in San Antonio. Y'all didn't make the playoffs while he was there. So what did you really get? I think out they. Of it? I think they made the playoffs once. I want to say once. I, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I, I want to say they made it once. I could didn't. be a thousand percent wrong. I can't remember. They didn't. They didn't make it. They, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they stuck in the past and transitioning. You know what I'm saying? They were stuck with Lamarcus Aldridge until he opted out, and I mean until he asked for his buyout, and and and, and Demar Derozan to where when you look at the roster. I wouldn't want DeMar DeRozan to come back to this roster because I want to see this young team grow. You know what I'm saying? And when you got to feed a guy that's a 20-point scorer because he a name, and I ain't trying to say it like DeMar DeRozan can't play no more. He just needs to go play somewhere else because he don't fit the timeline with this team no more. Like like he said when he went on uh, Club Shea Shea the other day, I'm ready to win a championship. I've been in the league 13 years. It's time to win a title. 
So he's going to go and play for uh, a contender. And he said it on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the show. I grew up in L.A. And I'm, you know what I'm saying, any, any kid that grew up in L.A., they want to be a Laker, not a Clipper. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he said it like that. I mean, but the, the, <laughs> Shannon Sharp like you try to about, quote him, like he said like that. I'm, no, 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 that's not that's not a direct quote. But he said he grew up Kobe fan, watching the Lakers, and that's that's what it's about for Lake for LA kids in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he want to be a Laker. Now, if he got to go to if he make his way to LA and just so happen to be a Clipper, no, they and, they hold on, hold on, they did make the playoffs, bro, in 2019. But the they made it in 2019. They 20, did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Versus the Denver Nuggets. They was the seventh seed. And the Rosen was on that team. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they okay. I, I knew it was once. I'm like, wait a minute. I knew it was So once. okay, yeah. So they made the playoffs one time. Meanwhile, the same year you're making the playoffs, the other team that you just got traded from one title. But what I'm so, saying is you're still getting a player. Like you're not getting like, you know. Not like role players. You're not just right. you're getting a, a player who's top ten at his position at that point in time in his career. So 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 if I'm if I'm looking at the mode of said the Spurs and the Toronto Raptors trade for Kawhi DeRozan, I want something like that. I I, so, I want I want so, a player like that. Top so, ten in his top ten so, in his uh position. So for Kawhi, so for Kawhi, now that we can look back at it in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it was better for them to get DeRozan or if they would have did a trade where, like, for example, it's like the Harden trade? And even though we look at the Harden trade badly. That was a horrible trade for Houston. Right, right, right. Because you're not getting immediate compensation. They got eight first-round draft picks. Bro, they could have had Karis LeVert, Jerry Allen. They could have had so many other pieces. They right. had Victor Oladipo then and traded him. Like that was a finesse in themselves. Like no, I I, I think that trade was horrible for no, the. No, no, I'm not Houston defending Rockets. that trade. I'm not defending that trade at all. But I'm trying to say the circumstances. If San Antonio would have called up, mm-hmm. and let's just say they get on the phone with Toronto and like, look, we are gonna give you Kawhi, and then you give us your draft picks. Like we don't care about the players because. Yaka Purtle ain't really balling for them. Like, none of the players that they got in the trade is really, part, part of really working out. I mean, like, yeah, but he's not even, like, he was the second best getting back, and now he's not even, like, okay, so. He they not, drafted well. Right, right. He's not a, yeah. a surefire starter. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, he was he, a starter last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he can start. He just ain't, he no, just he ain't can, no all-star. Yeah. He can start, but he's. In the rotation, he might pop might start him some games, and then he might yeah. finish some games. And that's what I mean for them to, for him to be the the second piece that they okay, all right, we got to have DeMar Rosen and we got to have Yaka Perdo. For him to be the second piece in that trade, and for him to be like a person that they start some nights and then bench some nights, that ain't good in my opinion. But again, so if we both saying that's not good, but they got the Rosen, which is good, or which was good because but past tense. He gone, yeah. Right. But he was a veteran. Why if I'm Washington, like I, I just don't get the move. But I don't wanna I, I don't wanna stay on it too long because man, we've been on this motherfucker for like damn near three hours. <laughs> but yeah. then they're like two, three hours. Um I, I, I can't wait for the moves. I definitely 
definitely can't wait for the moves for the draft period. I think your Lakers go make a move. Um, I think they might look at a lot of players. I even say, I know you don't like this guy. I don't know if you don't like him or if you just be trashing him because I like him. I think Kemba could be in play for the Lakers. Um, he I, on I, the I, list, but I think I feel like he down the list. Like I would, I would try to get Mike Conley over Kemba. I would yeah, try to get, yeah. I would try to get you know Kyle Lowry over Kemba. So you gotta yeah. really go down the list before you get to Kemba. Um, we gonna trade for Kemba. Yeah, like, well, I, I think, I think even him, like you know, playing with better players than he did in Boston or in, ever in his career, I think that helped him out. But um, going back to the draft, I just want to say shout out to these players who I really think will get drafted. I don't know where, but I think they're going to be good. James Boat Knight, watch out for him, everybody. Um, Kai Jones from Texas. Um, I know that's kind of like a biased pick because I'm a Texas Longhorns fan, but um, I think he's the most talented player they had. Talented. He might be a fucking bust, but just talent-wise, since KD, like, he's that good. Um, Even though he averaged eight points and Shaka Khan didn't start him. That's why Shaka Khan got fired or replaced, as I should say. But yeah, um, I also like Chris, Chris Duarte, and I might butchered his last name, but he from Oregon. Um, he remind me of Rip Hamilton. I think he go get drafted high. Moses Moody, who remind me of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of my favorites, Mikael Bridges, and I just want to shout him, shout them out um, before we go, because I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a draft geek, <laughs> and I like watching it and just seeing where everybody go go. I'm definitely go watch both rounds. Um, but you got anything else to say, bro, before we hop off there, before we, you know, we leave? No, I just think that uh, for the most part, yeah, we covered everything. And, you know what I'm saying, we're going to finally get this Lakers and Nets, you know what I'm saying, finals next year. No, hopefully. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Maybe better for the Nets than the Lakers. Ah, no, I, just, I just play. I just play. But, uh. Man, it was great having you on. I know you're going to come back on, especially, like, during football season. We ain't even touched the surface of that because, man, football got stories now. Look at that. Like, Aaron Rodgers going off like, man, football, I can't wait to get get you back on for football. Um, I can't wait to get you back on when basketball start, bro. It was an honor to have you here, bro. You already know. Sure. Um, just drop, just drop your handles if you want to. Um, your social media handles where people can find you if you want. If not, you know, I can end it. Yeah, Facebook. I'm on Jonathan Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Twitter uh, and uh, Instagram. Stroke my organ. One of the best, or <laughs> one of the best handles ever. Shout out, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> one of the yeah. best handles ever. Uh, but yeah, man. Again, it was an honor having you on. Can't wait to you hop back on this motherfucker continuously, bro. Continuously. But, you know, this is C-Will. I'm glad y'all listened to this long-ass podcast. If y'all stayed with us and listened to it all, you know, even if you didn't press play and listen to it all, I'm just glad y'all press play. Uh, I want to say peace, happiness, prosperity. This is C-Will. This is PN8 Facts. Peace. Peace. Put in work, we all got a job to do. I light a drink and ask myself, what would Pablo do? 
Coming through with the paper plates like the barbecue Got the haters shaking heads like the bobbles do Yeah, but it's all for my family The goal wasn't live middle class and buy Camrys I want us all to eat, even if from my pantry I guess I'm just more soul food than eye candy I feel like these young niggas need more eye jammies More passport stamps, less trips to Miami Yeah, bro, we all need a little culture A little time away from bird-ass niggas and vultures I tell you what you need to hear, not trying to insult you I'm too old to kid you, I gotta adult you Listen, this shit is getting out of hand Like fumbles in football, I humbly put y'all in y'all fucking place That's my OCD, I give a bitch a little bit, but it's mostly D I be in that Rolls Royce, knocking go CD That's a supreme clientele, all I know is buy and sell We had to hustle to eat, it wasn't no Thanksgiving Pour out a little liquor for homies that ain't living It's big dinner shit, baby, everybody up in here Find what you bring to the table, then pull up a chair Yeah You see? Without hope it ain't nothing I like this shit. You should love it.